Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is number 87. You got Chris and Brian. And today we're going to talk about getting ready because winter is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Nice nice reference there. Uh, Hey guys, we're going to talk, just just run over. This is a little bit off the beaten path for us, but wintering up. Um, Those of you who have known us, you know, all the way back to the West Jeff days and those, you know, know that we were kind of we started out more as a prepping store, um, and, and prepping kind of fell on its face a little bit, but it is a topic, you know, when you start talking about creating stronger communities through individual preparedness, um, you know, prepping's got to be part of that conversation. Prepping does not have to be an entire basement full of beans, bullets, and band-aids. Uh, it, it can be looked at a little bit differently, but we're going to talk about wintering up or prepping for winter. Um, if you went back to the 1800s all the way all the way up to probably about the 1950s or 1960s um, in Alaska in the in the Canadian Yukon then um, areas like that local law enforcement and public officials would check in on new people and make sure that they were ready for winter um, winter their last six freaking months and it involves being snowed in and not having access to anything. So did you have firewood? Did you have food? Did you have provisions? Um, Were you anywhere near ready? Did you have enough books to read and not go flipping crazy um, in the winter? Um, You know, and and that goes all the way down into the backcountry in the lower 48 too. Um, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, you know, you'd find folks who had basically said enough and given up um, and said, you know, couldn't stand the wind. <laughs> couldn't stand the. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a little bit more mild version of all this uh, here in Ohio um, or wherever is is appropriate to your locale. Wintering up may be a whole lot easier if you live in Tampa um, than if you live in Montana in the mountains or in Colorado in the mountains or something like that. So um, let's talk about some real basic things for the home. Um, you know, getting that furnace checkup, having your HVAC guy come in, you know, whether that's once a year or once every other year or something like that, but make sure your furnace is in good operating order. Um, a lot of these places now will also do um, carbon monoxide checks as well. Uh, good, good safety check there. But make sure your furnace is ready to rock. Um, if it's a fuel oil furnace, make sure you have fuel oil. If it's a propane, propane and propane accessories. If it's a propane furnace, make sure your tank's full, you know, topped off, that kind of thing. Um, along with that, if you have like a generator, uh, do that generator test run. If you haven't had maintenance done on it, have somebody come out and check up on it in the last couple of years, maybe have somebody do that. Um, check up on your full fuel supply, top it off. If it needs something like stable or you need to replace your fuel supply, that's a pain. And it's, it's, it's a little bit of a hazmat conversation as well as disposal of that fuel is difficult, but it may be worthwhile rather than find yourself in the middle of a winter storm and your generator's not working because your fuel has separated or done something silly. Um, you know, cold weather emergency gear, things that you think about, you know, that probably are as important for adults, but more important if you have kids and stuff like that. Um, warm clothing, you know, nowadays I, 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 I kind of I watch what folks leave the house in over the winter um, and think, man, I, I hope that person has something else in their vehicle. Heaven forbid they get stuck in traffic, run out of gas, get in a car wreck or something like that. Um, you know, when it's, when it's 10 degrees and you see folks coming and going with no coats on and stuff like that, you kind of wonder, um, you know, having some blankets, um, you know, piled up, having, you know, warm clothing available, a good pair of boots. Um, I'm kind of weird about shoes and boots. I'm, I'm, you could make jokes here, but I'll leave them alone because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, I own a few different pairs of boots and I'm, I generally am kind of weird about having at least one really good pair of winter boots because I've been stuck outside working on aircraft 
um, in the middle of winter with no break from the wind, no place to hide, and the work's got to get done, and having cold feet sucks. So I'm kind of weird about that, but I would say, you know, if you don't have a good pair of boots, take a look around, a uh, bunch of different places to check out, but there's a lot of good winter boots out there, you know, avail yourself of something like that. Additionally, yeah, one, one thing yes, on the, on the boots, uh, we talk about winter boots, we're, we're really talking about probably three different boots. True, um, we've got true, our, true. Like it's cold, damp, and raining, and above thirty degrees. Yeah, um, we want something that's a lot more breathable, yet still waterproof. Uh, we start looking at, you know, from thirty to ten, maybe five degrees. Um, we've got now we've got snow that stays frozen, dry. Um, it's relatively dry. relatively it's relatively dry. dry. Yeah. Um, breathability is still important, but if you're standing around not doing a lot of activity. Um, some degree of insulation becomes important. Yes. And then below, you know, five degrees, having an actual packed boot like a yep. Sorel yep. Um, is truly the key, um, along with good wool socks like Smart Wools. Absolutely. Um, to keeping your feet um, warm and happy. Yeah. And that, that minus, that five degree or below boot, that Sorel has a liner that you can pull out every night and <clears> let it dry out. Um, so you don't need boot dryers for that necessarily. And generally, they have some type of like a felt or a wool pad underneath your foot to keep that cold from radiating out of your or the heat from radiating radiating out of your foot into the ground getting sucked out of your body uh so definitely thank you good input there um you know so yeah that when we talk about boots the same thing with clothing too um you know there's we talk about hypothermia you know i'm not worried about this so much inside your home but you may have to leave your home at some point or heaven forbid have some kind of an emergency where you've got to leave your home Having the boots and the right clothing matters, and if it's 35 and rainy, is vastly different from you know 20 degrees and snowing sideways in what you need um, to take out of the house yeah. or to or have around the house. 20 degrees and just super windy. Exactly. So um, along with that, uh, you know the the clothing, the ability to stay warm. You know, power does go out and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, if if you've done any research on the power grid in the U.S., um, especially in some of the aging cities. Um, you know, power, electricity is a very fragile thing. Um, I would argue that natural gas, because it's underground, is maybe a little more stable, but even to that extent, a lot of that's controlled by electronics um, and switching stations and things of that nature, too. So there's, there's some risk there as well, um, without getting too much into the infrastructure and scaring the crap out of you, because that's not a fun conversation. Um, along with that, food supply, uh, water, the ability to treat water, um, we see a lot of water main breaks. Again, going back to infrastructure, um, there are neighborhoods in Columbus where there are underwater pipes that are, you know, literally 80 or 100 years old. Um, and, and it is a very common occurrence to have busted water supply lines, boil alerts, and things of that nature. So, you know, make sure you've got the ability to treat water or boil water. Um, if you have an electric stove um, boiling water will be hard without any electricity if you're under a boil order if you have a natural gas stove um, you know make sure you've got a lighter laying around somewhere a matches somewhere laying around and then that you can effectively vent the use of that item as well um, you know but a way to have water treat water etc maybe even store water um, and then food supply you know we generally talk about you know having three days worth of food on hand is a bare bare minimum over the winter i would say you could push that to two weeks um, pushing it to two weeks or further out maybe allows you to be a better neighbor and help people around you as well that may need help. Um, you know, so consider that too. Um, it kind of, you know, so in, in the food stuff too, it, it's, it's cool to run out and buy wise food. It's cool to run out and buy, you know, long-term food storage stuff. But if you have, um, any kind of issues with 
your diet, i.e. Uh, you need to watch your salt intake and stuff like that. You want to be really, really careful with long-term storage food because sometimes the salt content can be very, very high. And if you're on meds for things like diabetes or high blood pressure, things of that nature, and you start shoving food down your gullet that is long-term storage food, it's probably vastly different from your normal diet, and you want to be really careful with that. Maybe even, depending on your medical condition, talk to your doc doctor about, you know, hey, what's this going to do to me? Look at the sodium content, etc. What are some other ways around that? And that may be, you know, doing things like prepping your own food, freeze-drying your own food or drying your own vegetables and stuff like that and storing them, just understanding you're not going to have the same shelf life um, and knowing how to store them and how to use them. So um, for the home, the last thing we'll hit or what we kind of refer to as the usual um, are your security tools squared away. Um, if there's an extended outage of power, an extended uh, lack of access to food, things of that nature, um, the natives are going to get restless and they're going to go do stupid crap and try and take stuff from other people. So, you know, obviously we sell firearms. Duh. Do you have guns and bullets? Um, you know, that's, that's a winner. Um, are you doing your dry fire? Are you doing your practice? Are you getting out and doing those things? Uh, additionally, med gear, if you can make holes, you ought to be able to fix them. Um, along with that, I would also say to take a look at, um, cold injury type things, stuff like that. Uh, treating frostbite and stuff like that, you, you need to get to, you need to seek medical attention for frostbite, but in the interim, do you have the things on hand that you need, you know, to, to get somebody, you know, in a good place to be stable to deal with that kind of stuff. Also be aware of dehydration over the winter. Um, just as big a hazard over the winter. Um, the thing about over the winter is that it sneaks up on you because generally you're not soaked to the bone sweating. Um, if you are, you need to manage your clothing better. But anyway, so be aware of that. But, you know, make sure you've got med gear on hand. And then uh, comms tools. I was talking about being a good neighbor. You know, if you've got a way to communicate with your neighbors, you know, hopefully, you know, it, it, it's at least you know your neighbor's phone number so you can text them, check in, make sure they're doing all right, see if they need anything. Um, or get a hold of them if you need something too. Um, but that may also be communications from a standpoint of having an emergency radio on hand uh, so you can at least receive information about what's going on from um, winter storm warning emergencies, um, road threat level, what do they call that, like level one, level two, level three snow emergencies yeah. and things of that nature, you know, how passable are the roads, et cetera. Um, but, you know, communication tools. And then if you're, you know, somebody chasing down, like, you know, you're a ham radio operator or something like that, um, then you're probably pretty squared away. If you're not, right now's the time to get that gear squared away, maybe get, see about getting that license you've never gotten um, and setting up some frequencies so that you can communicate with other folks. Um, on, on that note, too, having some extra batteries for charging things like cell phones, laptops, maybe being able to keep your internet connection you know, up and running yep. for intermittent periods throughout the day. Yep. Um, to be able to check on that kind of stuff. Solar um, chargers, battery packs, etc. Um, there's a yeah. lot of gear out there that does a lot of neat stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. So, uh, sorry, that was something I, that blatantly absent would be batteries and that type of stuff. Electricity, electrons. Even though they slow down yeah. around me, I still like to keep some nearby. Um, so I keep a big old bucket of electrons around over the winter. Um, Guys, I'm going to jump off from that onto uh, the vehicle. Um, this is probably going to sound very similar with your vehicle, but if you have to go out and about for work um, or you have to go out and about to take care of family or livestock or, you know, business or whatever it may be, um, you know, if you, have you had your maintenance done on your vehicle? Is your maintenance up to date? You know, if, if not, find a good mechanic and go get a checkup done. Um, have them go over the, you know, your vehicle front to back and make sure everything's in good working order. Um, and that all that maintenance is done. Um, you know, I'll throw out, you know, the, the Pat Mac, you are your own security executive, blah, 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 cool guy, goatee, insert 
grad gritty voice here. Half tank of gas. Um, don't don't let your gas tank get below half tank. Um, that's kind of a good piece of advice ever. Over the winter, this is a little bit of a pain in the butt, and it kind of it kind of grates on me a little bit. Um, I, I I don't let the gas tank get under half very often. Period, as a general rule of thumb. But if you get like you know money off at Kroger's because you buy eleven billion dollars worth of groceries to feed the tribe at Kroger, and you only do half a tank, you're losing a little bit of that advantage. Um, over the winter, that's a really big deal. I would rather lose a little bit of that, you know, 20 cents a gallon, 30 cents a gallon kind of thing. Um, and rather than find myself in a situation where, um, I'm off the road, I'm stuck in a traffic jam, I'm stuck on a closed road and can't go anywhere and would like the vehicle to keep me from freezing to death. Um, you know, or so powers out in bingo. a large area and the gas pumps don't work. Exactly. So, you know, keeping yourself in that half to three quarters of a tank, stopping to get gas every time you get to three quarters of a tank is a little bit of a pain in the butt. Um, you know, with some of some vehicles, especially, you know, like what I drive is not the most fuel efficient vehicle. It's very capable, but not super fuel efficient. So, you know, make sure that you at least have that mentality to, to not get below half. You hit three quarters of a tank, start looking for filling up. Um, in your vehicle as well, med gear. Um, you know, car accidents, things of that nature. Um, yeah, I'm not as concerned again about, you know, cold casualties, um, as I am about a car wreck. You know, there's significant trauma can happen when, when two vehicles hit each other at high rates of speed or hit fixed objects at high rates of speed. Um, have a good med kit, make sure everything's up to date, um, and, and go from there. Uh, as well, same thing for the vehicle, cold weather gear, you know, blanket, sleeping bag. If you transport children in your car, blanket, sleeping bags for them. Um, warm clothing, boots, hats, gloves, etc. And again, same thing. If you transport children in your car, a lot of people will have their warm weather gear. You know, you got, uh, you know, dad's got to go tend to livestock, but if he's running kids back and forth and the truck runs off the road in the ditch and you're stuck, do the kids have warm clothes they can throw on because dad's Carhartt coveralls aren't going to be super efficient for the kid and they're not going to keep dad warm either when he's not wearing them. Um, heat supply, hand warmers, things of that nature. Be very, very cautious with anything that, that, uh, that uses flame inside a vehicle because it's going to a be a fire risk and then b it's also going to be something that produces carbon monoxide and uses up oxygen so be aware of those things too um, there are safe ways to use them study up on that you know learn about you know maybe keeping windows cracked that those kind of different things and using warming devices for a short period of time to heat things up and then shutting them off if you can uh, you know for an extended period in between and cycling through like that um, starter or jumper cables. If you, some of these newfangled, I just bought a new, uh, Greg Elifritz on his social media stuff, posted a link on Amazon to this super cool, uh, 800 cold cranking amp battery pack. That's probably the size of a small football. Um, yeah. do you know what a football is, Brian? It's a sports ball. It's there we go. Seat. Made out of pig, right? It's the one made out of pig, right? Sports so, ball. Yep. Um, so it, it's probably a little smaller than a full-size football, um, but supposedly will start a, I don't know, seven-liter motor or something like that, a pretty good-sized engine. Um, seven liters, that's Canadian uh, for like a 400-cubic-inch engine, something around that range. I don't know. Big truck. Big truck, yeah. Um, so, you know, a starter and or jumper cables. Um, the starter's nice because it's very portable. Uh, the jumper cables are nice because the battery's not going to go dead in the jumper cables. Um, so, you know, whatever's more appropriate for you. Um, finally, having toe strap, chains, kitty litter for traction, traction boards, different things like that, depending on how, how off-road uh, savvy, knowledgeable, cap capable, or involved you are. If you've got your Toyota Tacoma rigged up to go overlanding, 
you probably have everything in the world you would ever need to drive in crappy weather um, on the road. If you do not, if you're driving something that maybe is not quite so capable, it still may not be a bad idea to have tire chains and know how to use them um, or have winter tires and switch them out, studded yeah. snow tires and switch them out. Um, but throwing or even a, just a, an actual dedicated um, winter tire, you yeah. don't necessarily need studs. Yeah. Better compound. But the, the compound in a winter tire um, is amenable to cold temperatures. Yep. It's also designed um, to provide grip um, on low traction surfaces. Yeah, just usually, the way the rubber is. Is it a siping or like edges or I don't yeah, it's know? The, some it's magic. the edges, the siping. Um, the, you have generally more blocks. Okay. Um, so you've got room for things to go. Okay. Uh, your all-season tires um, may have a performance summer performance tread pattern. Okay. Which is actually pretty shit in the snow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. do pay attention to your tires. Um, check the depth of your tires as well. Um, you need you need some depth in your tires. Um, I'd want at least fifty percent of the life left um, for good wintertime performance. Yeah, the old uh, Lincoln set on a penny is great for your summertime street tires. Um, but it, you know, you, you definitely want more tread than that when you're talking about winter, trying to push around in snow, ice, etc. Um, for sure. Um, heavy rain, the heavy rain too. Yeah. And so in uh, kitty litter, something you can throw, if you've got a, you know, a performance vehicle, throwing a, a 20 pound bag of kitty litter in the back of your car is not going to kill your performance. Um, you know, and nobody's going to know it's there. It won't be unsexy in your little sports car, but it might help you get moving. Um, even in something as stupid as being stuck on like an apron in and out of a driveway that's iced up, if you can throw some kitty litter down, you won't be that dipshit who's stuck in their sports car in the wintertime someplace nobody else is going to get stuck just by having some kitty litter in there. Um, the toe strap thing too, the toe strap is not to pull someone else out necessarily. It might be to have somebody pull you out. Um, you beware of bubble with the truck. It's hard on front fascia and rear fascia on performance vehicles. Uh, but it may be better than freezing to death in a ditch. So yep. you know, you got to weigh those things out. Um, um, I'd add a small shovel to that list too. Yes. A small yep. like uh, collapsible shovel. Uh, being able to dig out around a vehicle or dig through um, you know, a snowplow, making basically a berm to get into something. Yep, absolutely. Um, and there, there are, like Black Diamond and some other companies make some collapsible shovels that are outstanding. Um, an e-tool is better than nothing. An entrenching tool is better than nothing, but I, I would recommend uh, one of the winter style shovels that you can actually move some snow with and, and dig. Uh, but by the same token, if you're going to do any off-roading outside the snow, you want that e-tool or a real shovel, a spade type shovel to dig with as well. Um, so, but you know, self-rescue kind of things. Um, the, the, we're just touching the surface on these things, guys. These are things we'd love to have a conversation with you about too. I mean, if it, you know, if you can, if you're in the shop and you're saying, "Hey, by the way, some stuff you might add to your kit or think about letting folks know about our X, Y, and Z," um, especially if you're, you know, one of one of our neighbors up north in Canada where you actually get to live in really crappy weather, or in Michigan, you know, northern Michigan where it snows a lot, um, or in those parts of the U.S. where it snows a lot. You know, we'd love to hear your input, your advice on these things. Um, but you know, these are just kind of touching the surface on this stuff. Um, some specific items uh, as well that go along with the home and the vehicle. Um, personal medical stuff. If you are on certain meds uh, that you know that maybe you, you know you've got to go to the pharmacy to get XYZ med, maybe get ahead of your medication, get ahead of those prescriptions, and have some stored in your vehicle, um, and have some stored up at home just in case. Uh, you know, kind of common sense stuff there, especially if it's something that you can't stop taking without some risk. Um, so a lot of blood pressure meds, a lot of diabetes meds and things of that nature, you, you can't just walk away from. So make sure you're ahead of that game. 
both in transit and at home. Also, personal hygiene items, uh, whether those are feminine products, things of that nature too, having that kind of stuff with you. Um, you know, may, it's probably not going to save a life, but it is, it would, it's just going to increase the comfort level, um, which pushes us into the last thing. Um, if you uh, have kids or you are an overgrown child like myself, snivel gear, um, coffee, tea, uh, snacks, uh, some way to make hot water and brew up a cup of tea. Um, you know, if you're stuck somewhere, uh, whether it, whether it's in your house or whether it's out in the world somewhere, <clears throat> there's there's nothing that that raises spirits like like a hot cup of tea or a hot cup of coffee, um, and something like you know some of these small little stoves that you can get uh, that you can brew up a cup of coffee or a tea or whatever, and having some snacks around um, will will definitely buoy the kids' spirits quite a bit. And it'll keep me from becoming just a whiny little twit, um, which happens on a frequent basis. So uh, last thing is we're coming up on a time change, uh, wintering up. Um, wintertime especially, changing batteries and smoke detectors, or if your smoke detectors are you know more than 8 or 10 years old, changing out your smoke detectors. Um, if you can't do it yourself, call a local handyman and have those things installed for you. Um, but having the batteries in your smoke detectors uh, updated is, is kind of a big deal, especially going into winter because you're going to have more sources of heat, flame, and risk. Um, so make sure you're squared away there. That's kind of a kind of a PSA uh, going on there for you. Um, you know, but you know, definitely, you know, just trying to help you think about getting squared away now um, with the COVID thing going on. Uh, we're finding ourselves and a lot of other folks behind the power curve on a lot of different things. And I think we've maybe gotten a little bit away from, we've got this Amazon Prime mindset where everything is a couple clicks on a computer away, or it's a quick hop in the car to the devil's box store to get whatever. Um, and over the winter, those things don't always work out. With some of the things being in short supply and some of the panic buying going on, I'm curious to see where the panic buying will spill over into um, as we go into winter and have some of these concerns around bad weather and stuff like that. Yep. So, so again, you know, let's try and get a little bit more back into the mindset of being ahead of the game uh, rather than so reactionary and relying on that big blue van to deliver whatever it is we need within a couple hours. So, um, Get into, you know, batteries and smoke detectors, um, also batteries for optics, flashlights. Yep. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Stock up on batteries. Take yeah, an inventory of what stuff you use that uses batteries. Um, yeah. Look at, you know, replacing batteries in critical items like headlamps, flashlights. Yep weapon lights, etc. Um, before, you know, going into winter, um, cold really does sap the power out of a battery. Yeah. Especially alkalines. Any, anything you can replace with lithium ions or with lithium batteries is going to give you more stability in cold weather. Um, anything alkaline is going to do really crappy as soon as the temperature hits around 25 or 30 degrees, it's going to not have much juice. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, like I said, guys, if you're in the area, you want to stop in and have a chat about this stuff, if you've got some ideas for us, or you've got questions or things you want to ask about, you know, going a little further down the rabbit hole on this, um, you know, this isn't getting into the Uncle Eddie's basement full of freeze-dried MREs or whatever. Um, this is just kind of scratching the surface and giving you some stuff to chew on going into winter. Um, so I'd love to talk to you about it. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, please join us on our social media channels. Uh, as long as they let us stick around, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you just search for Cap City Outfitters and find us there. Uh, we do an email newsletter where we talk about things like this. Um, you can join that uh, by signing up on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, or send us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com, and we will happily add you to the newsletter uh, mailing list. 
Um, and then please come visit us in the store. We're located in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4475. 65. 4465. Sorry, <laughs> I haven't had a full cup of coffee yet this morning. <laughs> 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 uh, 4465 Cemetery Road. Uh, we are right in front of Aldi's, um, directly next to Louie's Fusion Drill. Um, due to the COVID-related um, mandates from Mini Mike, the tyrannical governor, Darn. Uh, we are running um, ten to f- uh, COVID hours um, 10 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, we are limiting it to four customers in the store so everyone can properly social distance. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, if you're in the store, find a mini mic to stand on so you don't breathe on anybody. Take care, guys.